Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The San Jose Sharks visit T-Mobile Arena as the Golden Knights try to start a new win streak. We have the latest odds for VGK to make it to the playoffs. Duh, we think they will. And to win the cup as well. And Chris has a look at teams up against the cap and whether they are in contention. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We welcome you from Las Vegas. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And our podcast is free and available wherever you tune in to podcast. And please make sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, Locked On VGK. And so, Chris, uh, VGK entertains the San Jose Sharks tonight at the Fortress. And San Jose is a team now that has won a couple of games straight consecutively, back to back. They beat Pete DeBoer and Dallas. And they also come off of a shootout win over minnesota uh, vgk won the first meeting between these two clubs four to two and i have a feeling that tonight might be a little bit different than the outcome that we saw in that first game it should still be vgk it's their game obviously on home ice to lose but how do you feel about this matchup coming up tonight um i hope it's a rather boring game i hope it's one of those games where vgk is ahead from you know, the first four or five minutes of the game and never looks back, really. This is, um, we're not going to talk like the VGK is in a spot where it all came apart and we really need this game to get back on track. That's certainly not where we're at right now. But it would be nice uh, after losing to the Blues, a game that, yes, trap game, all those all those uh, factors were there, but you still got to find a way to win those games. It was a bad loss. It was a an unfortunate loss on a Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. It should be a... A tougher environment than that to play in and it wasn't on Saturday against the Blues so you hope uh, now that there's been one full practice plus today there'll be a pregame skate and the team has now been uh, even for what uh, Bruce Cassidy said the team will be have their clocks if you will adjusted back to a uh, Pacific time and everything this five a five to one victory is really what's needed in a night like tonight to uh, reignite things and just to kind of ease some of the maybe unsettledness, if that's even a way to say that, after uh, Saturday's um, Saturday's rough game at T-Mobile. Rough game, rough game. Yeah, it surely was. And uh, Cassidy's saying yesterday that if you're going to have adversity, you yeah. want to have adversity early in the season so that you could clean things up for later on. Uh, when I look at special teams, again, every game it appears as though this is one of the top keys to each game because VGK – uh, now struggling a little bit on the power play, right? Did they even have a power play opportunity against St. Louis? No, right? Not at all. Okay, so, but they did have that shorthanded goal, which was really big by Riley Smith once again. And uh, the Sharks have now scored power play goals in six out of their last seven games. And so, again, this is a major factor coming into tonight's game. No doubt. I just want to look at Eric Carlson's stats really fast because Eric Carlson for the Sharks is having. Uh, just a fantastic season right now. 17 games played, 10 goals, 12 assists, and a plus one right now. So, I mean, if I've uh, <laughs> if I've ever seen a player trying to uh, 
prove their worth to a get out of dodge, so to speak. Uh, looks like Eric Carlson might just be having that type of year, I guess, right now. And VGK was a, a major player for Eric Carlson back in season one uh, when the Ottawa Senators were looking, right? I think I got that right. Yeah. When the Senators yeah. were looking to move him, ultimately ended up on the Sharks um, the following, or was it that same year? Either way, he season. ultimately ended up on the Sharks, right. and uh, that worked well for one season. Like and it hasn't worked season. since then. Gotcha. Yeah. So and and Eric, you know, Eric Carlson. I remember in that first game. Remember, he had that five-minute extended shift, and then William Carlson just blew by him because he was so gassed on the ice. But there's so many things to talk about when you talk about the player they call EK65. We'll go there um, against Minnesota. 34 minutes and 12 seconds he played on the ice. And that is, I think, by far the most minutes by any player this season. (laughs) And so that's pretty crazy. And, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, he's starting to play, but he does like to play those extended minutes. Uh, But we did see him wear down against VGK in the first meeting. He also had a hat trick uh, against Anaheim, uh, the first hat trick ever by a a San Jose defenseman. Yeah, I mean, Eric Carlson, you know, back to the power play, that's obviously where he's going to do some damage. And not only the power play, but that's going to be a spot where he, of course, will be featured. And VGK will have to definitely buckle down on on the PK side. And the power play, you know, Tony, you and I, this is probably the fourth show now we've brought this up. And we talked about this early on when VGK seemed to be on the wrong side of, um, you know, the, the, the midpoint, if you will, for a special teams rankings. And, you know, now that uh, there's been a, a loss, I mean, look at us talking all down because they lost a single game, but you know, these things certainly do start to get magnified a little bit. And, you know, that's, this is, um this is the time. And like you said, Cassidy, again, I'm, I'm kind of just, just dumbfounded here that we're talking about, if you want adversity, you want to have it early in the season. You got three losses. There's no adversity right now. There is no, <laughs> no adversity right now. He's Nothing saying get any kind gone. of adversity out of the way. And and you said yeah, that's fair. You mentioned that's fair. you mentioned that they weren't putting players. There were no men in front of the net. I mean, there's a lot of things now that I think you sort of revert back to the past, and you don't want that to be an an occurrence every night. You don't want that to happen. Um, remember, Timo Meyer was struggling uh, when we had that first meeting. Adam scored yes, a goal. Absolutely, Adam scored a goal. But, yeah, so now he's heat up, uh, heated up. He had a seven-game point streak, and he had a goal in five straight uh, games, and that was uh, broken, I guess, in St. Paul, Minnesota. And so, uh, and and Bruce Cassidy himself, though he has owned the Sharks. Now he has won with the win up in in San Jose. He's won ten straight, you know, in that series. But uh, I I just think for the VGK. Uh, that they need to get back on track tonight and do the things that made them successful during the win streak. Hey, look at St. Louis. They go to Colorado and they win there. So this might be one of the hotter teams in the National Hockey League. Yeah, that, that's just the thing. I mean, you know, we we're, we're talking about the Blues, or we're, well, we'll go back to the Blues in a second. We're talking about the Sharks being a get-right game. We're talking about the Blues that you know that's a game you should win. But a lot of times, present company included myself we forget that this is best on best. Sure. You have the, one of the top two ranked teams in the NHL being the golden Knights against one of the, at the time, I think the blues were the 26th or 27th overall in points, but it's still best on best. And, you know, you have to give credit to these teams, whether they're on the top or whether they're not on the top. And it's just like the NFL, right? You know, 10 point underdogs do win, 
and they went at home sometimes apparently too looking at what the, when the jets uh, took out the bills the previous week and then you know the vikings go on the road as a you know six and a half or seven point dog depending on on where you got it so you know i'm not looking to make this a football or, or an odds conversation but you know you have to give credit to these teams when they do beat the better teams and it's not necessarily that big of a knock either on the Vegas Golden Knights for losing to the Blues over the weekend. Um, that said, you lose in a, you know two games in a row, the Blues and the Sharks. That's certainly uh, – now we're talking a little more about that adversity, right, that uh, Cassidy wants to get out of the way. And this just goes back to the accountability of this team right now. You know, the mood you and I have right now that there's adversity. You know, a, we lost a game after winning nine games straight. Oh, now we're going to look at the special teams and we're going to – you know, take a deeper dive and everything, you know, maybe the accountability, if you will, and the mood of Bruce Cassidy is working its way down through, uh, through us, through our show, through, through the fans, um, through the players in their post-game interviews and stuff like that. So this is definitely a good thing. The feeling that we're having after a nine game loss, um, or CB after a nine game winning streak after a bad loss and go back to, uh, Pete DeBoer, what if what if this was Pete DeBoer's team after a nine-game winning streak on Saturday? Pete DeBoer would have been smiling in that post-game presser. It was a real <laughs> good run. Things were really, really good. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it, and we're gonna forget this one. We're gonna put the. It was a trap game. It was a trap game. It was. A, you know, he'll he'll find some excuse or something like that. That's certainly not the world we're in right now. And I guess uh, you know we as fans and media should celebrate that right now. Okay, so you'll be in attendance as a credentialed media member tonight and on Thursday. Are there any questions looming in your mind that you want to get out there? What's your number one question that you want to know? Second Second period. period's really big, and that's been the Achilles heel of this team. And I don't know why. I mean, they do put a push on early on in games, right? And then perhaps they are just taking a little breather in the second period, and then they put all their efforts to close out the game. It's not so bad, but we knew sooner or later this would come back to bite them. I don't think it was the game that I was doing media, the Jets game, a few uh, probably about a month or so ago now. My, my, that actually might have been the game that, no, they lost to Saturday, but that they lost to the Avalanche right after that, so scratch that from the record. But right around that time, Bruce Cassidy in a post-game presser, I don't remember what he was asked or how, but he talked about, the team is not a 60 minute team yet, but to his credit, he also said it was early in the season. No one's a 60 minute team yet. No one is putting together a, you know, not a perfect effort, but just an effort where you don't point to a stretch of the game. Like, okay, this is where, you know, things went wrong right now. The, the stretch that the VGK does point at for a lot of these games is the second period, even in games that they're, that they're winning. They're looking at the second period as spots where they struggled a little bit and, you know, set themselves a bit behind the eight ball. So that that's my question tonight, basically. I'll tell you right now, I'll put it out there so maybe hopefully no one grabs it from me. But and it obviously depends on how the second period goes tonight, of course. Hopefully, maybe the question doesn't come up. But if VGK qu- does struggle a little bit in the second period, the question is simple. Coach, how do you evaluate uh, the team's second period throughout the season so far? And how close is uh, the VGK to becoming a 60-minute team? And I'm curious to see what the response would be. Uh, I'm sure he'll give a pretty good answer as long as he's in the right mood, of course. And um yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a good time tonight. We'll have a good time tonight. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if you really want to clear out that media room, mention my name, and then you'll be able to go one-on-one with Bruce Cassidy. Uh, the last time that we saw the uh, the Sharks here in Las Vegas, well, not uh, counting preseason, that was the big game where VGK lost. 
at T-Mobile Arena. Timo Meyer scored that goal with nine-tenths of a second to go, and Thomas Bordalo scored the game-winner in OT and pretty much sent home the VGK. Do you think that the, the players uh, will remember this tonight? Of course, and I think both sides will remember it. I mean, you know the Sharks get excited when they play the Golden Knights, as they should. It's a rival to them. And the VGK obviously does have a storied history with uh, – with the Sharks now, you know, two rough losses, one ends the season, and then the other one pretty much ended the season. So, you know, the Sharks have that to celebrate and hang banners for and everything, and they will certainly, you know, whether the Sharks are five and whatever their record is or if they're a 500 team or, you know, a top of the, of the division, these games are always going to have uh, an extra bit of spice to them, right? Tony, you say you're spicy. Sometimes we're spicy. These games are spicy just for that reason. It doesn't matter how much, um, how tilted the, the history is as far as VGK's win-loss record against the Sharks. It doesn't matter. Uh, there's going to be an extra level of excitement. Both teams want to stick it to each other, call it what it is. And especially for the Sharks, who now have won a couple games in a row, now they have extra motivation. This is maybe their opportunity to get the season right. On the flip side, Vegas Golden Knights, this is their opportunity to uh, avenge Saturday's loss, if you will, and move on from that. Yeah, and I remember Timo Meyer calling it the biggest game of the season when they came in to T-Mobile Arena last year. Of course. And, and things getting spicy. <laughs> I still think that we could see we could see Nico Sturm and Paul Cotter tangling because I just go back to that preseason game where Cotter had just a vicious hit on Nico Sturm, who's much bigger. And uh, it was a big hit. I don't know if you remember I, when I San do, Jose I played here. Yeah, and and then I, I just think those two. I think Sturm is going to. If there is a run tonight, it's going to be Sturm and Cotter. If Cotter's in the lineup, I think Cotter. Cotter should be back, right? I can't. Back I mean, who knows? Um, you know, Cassidy. If there's one thing he is, well, there's a lot of things. Well, but there's one thing he's excelled in. It's uh, managing the lineup. You know, after the first couple of games, the experiment of chopping out. Oh, oh, oh the fog is coming. Um, if there's something that Cassidy has been very solid with, it's it's uh, turning the dials for the lineup. First couple of games, he tried you know chopping the misfits up and separating uh, some of the higher level uh, forwards, and it, it wasn't. It, it's not that it wasn't working. He just decided to okay, let's scratch that plan. You look at all of a sudden, boom, nine game winning streak, four or five goals a game. Uh, everything is going well. And then right during the the, the streak, uh, Amadio, you're out. Here comes Paul Cotter. And Paul Cotter has had a couple extremely solid games since coming back to the lineup. So I don't see a path to where anything changes. I think we get LT tonight instead of Aiden Hill, which the last meeting was Aiden Hill against his old team as well. It was a, a back-to-back scenario, Tony. Obviously, uh, the fix was a, was against us for that one, but we still found a way it. to win the game. We still found a way to win the game. Um, so, you know... A, it's a get-right game tonight. It's a good get-right game tonight, which is what's needed. Okay, we'll do our keys to the game coming up later on. We'll do that in the third segment, and then uh, we'll also make predictions. But coming up next, we've got updated odds from Bet Online. Is VGK still favored to win the Cup? Back with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information for stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. From football to the NHL, to basketball, to soccer, to esports, we've got it all on betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find all of those on BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. 
BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. we thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And you can find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. And please, by all means, make sure that you check out our YouTube channel, Locked On VGK. That's Locked On VGK. And make sure that you subscribe, leave comments. We enjoy some of your comments out there. And Chris, as of today, VGK is now the third choice, the third choice to win the Stanley Cup behind Colorado. That's the fog run sound effect right now, Tony. <laughs> we tried to, we even tried to record this show earlier before the uh, the sunshine rolls in here. It's pretty vibrant. At least, you know what? At least we have sunshine and it's not always cloudy here. Okay, so the Avalanche plus 500, the Bruins plus 700, and VGK is plus 850 now. And then I look down for maybe some value teams. Uh, Cal Gary plus 1800 right now. And that's a team I think that will be poised once they get all that chemistry together to, to make some sort of a run. Uh, Pete DeBoer's Dallas Stars, no stars, plus 2500. What are your thoughts about VGK being uh, the number three? Uh, favorite number three choice now to win the Stanley Cup. So I pulled up um, the season projection points as of October, excuse me, as of August 31st. So this is basically a month before the season started. And you said VGK right now is the third betting favorite, which is a good spot for them, obviously. Uh, they are projected to have 97 point, 97 and a half points last year from Ben Online. And just looking at the overall point projections, that would have put them like 15th, 16th, 17th, maybe even 18th in the league right now. So certainly uh, VGK has some momentum going right now. Um, as far as if you're going to make a financial investment into them right now as being the third betting favorite, that's um, uh, to each their own, I guess, is what I would say as far as having your money locked up for uh, you know the next uh, seven months from now. Your, your value has slipped a little bit, right? Because they've had a hot start. But as far as just what the odds do mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're in a good place right now. We're basically, what, about 15%, 18% through the season right now, nearing uh, the 20th game played or so. And all that momentum that fast. And VGK always has a little more of an emotional bias, if you will. Not as much as there used to be because sports betting is now more or less nationwide versus when – uh, the NHL first started in Vegas. The, the sports betting was just starting its expansion, like right around that time. So where I'm going with that is the Vegas Golden Knights are always going to get that home money when VGK was when Vegas was the only place you could make a legal sports bets. Now that sports betting is nationwide. You have money coming in from all these other markets, so you're not going to have to pay as much tax, if you will, if you want to uh, bet on a VGK victory. Um, Tony, New Jersey Devils, just curious. Do you have the numbers for the Devils in front of you? Did you did you pull that or no? I'm curious with their streak right now, yeah. where they went. Because they are projected 88 and a half points, which is not even close to a playoff spot. Right. Now they're uh they're I think third overall in the rankings, if not mistaken. Yeah, no, no, they're they're definitely up there. And again, they salvaged the uh, the job. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh yeah. Of Lindy Ruff, sorry, sorry, Lindy, and we got some good responses about uh, 
I think sorry, Kelly, I think was number one on the list for Kelly McCrimmon. And I was a guilty party who said I thought that they would get out to a, a very slow start. And then I thought he'd be gone by now. But oh, well, uh, so so betonline.net has the odds on whether VGK will make the playoffs, period, in 2023. And so they started off, okay, in the off season. yes was minus 325. Right, I remember that. And no was plus 250. <clears throat> and now, yes, well, minus... It's got to be four digits. 3,000, yeah. good call, minus 3,000, or... One to thirty, right? That would be yep. pretty much. And then, uh, if you want to make a hundred bucks, you got to bet. You got to bet three. You, you got to bet three thousand. Look at right. like that. And then no is fourteen to one or plus fourteen hundred. And the VGK has a ninety six point eight percent chance of making the playoffs. So by Thanksgiving, obviously those teams that are there, seventy seven percent of those teams in playoff position are going to make the playoffs. Uh, who's the number one threat right now to VGK at the top? Would you have to say just based on performance right now? As far as overall, who the top team in the NHL is outside no, of the no, no. Golden Knights or, or well, in, our, in mean, our conference? In, in the Honda Pacific. In the Honda Pacific here. Let's take a – so quietly, when I was actually – we're going to talk about segment three about salaries and stuff. I was looking at the league overall right now, and the LA Kings got off to a terrible start. Quietly, the LA Kings are now ten and seven and second in the division. Now they've also played two more they games. Two than more us. games, I think. Right. But point being is they're still finding a way to right the ship a little bit, and that's a team that is going to you know a ton of veteran leadership there. You do have a solid coaching staff. Well, as you got Jonathan Quick, and then now Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson's been struggling a lot, but a lot of up and comers as well. Uh, Byfield's been up and down between Ontario, but you do have a lot of. Um, recent talent players rookies cards i've been pulling for the last two or three years and now you're starting to, to see these kids in the nhl um so la is obviously the dark horse i would say right now and i think as time goes on la is doing what i thought vegas was going to do tread water for a little bit and then they get a little better a little better and at the end of the season they're there comfortably in the playoffs we'll see if that run lasts seattle i'm gonna take the uh the unsustainable comment right now i just don't know if that's going to last and maybe um for what we experienced here in 2016, excuse me, 2017, 2018, maybe I should give a little more love to Seattle, but I'm just not ready to assume Seattle is going to be a threat for the challenging of the top spot and, in the and Grubauer is still out, as far as I know. So they're doing it with smoke and mirrors right now. They really and there you are. go. That's the and so, so, something else we know far too much about season one, obviously, VGK goalie situations. Edmonton is doing what Edmonton does. They're weird. They score a million goals, but they can't stop anything, even though they every season they seem to try and address their goaltending situation. But, I mean, Edmonton, 9-7, and seven, but they're a plus one in their goal differential. I'd argue they probably have scored the most goals in the NHL or close to it, and they're only a plus one right now. Um, you mentioned the Flames. I think uh, at some point they're going to get this right. If there's one team I'm going to have to say that would be the threat right now, I'm actually going to stick with the Kings right now. Um, Edmonton and Calgary, I think will probably get there, but the path that VGK is on, I just don't know if those two teams can, can keep pace with them. And, and the Kings have been my dark horse team since uh, the off season, since they acquired Fiala. And I just think the Kings are going to be a tough out all throughout the season. And the gold Knights do have some fun, uh, historic games against the Kings as well. 
Um, maybe the Flames and uh, the Oilers just, you know, maybe that last year was their flash, and uh, this year they kind of fade back away. Who knows? There was, uh, you know, we're talking about sports betting, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw J.J. Watt and his interaction with the fan. Because, you know, I mean, right now we have sports betting everywhere. And they're sponsors, obviously, of games. And we have in-game graphics and lines and totals and all of that, right? I think uh, some teams just do, you know, the totals on the game or in-game odds, you know, and just kind of simplify it. But so J.J. Watt, of course, the defensive uh, lineman for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So there was a guy yesterday on Twitter, and he said they blew this play dead, but, J.J., you would have walked into the end zone, and I should have won $1,000. You want to help a brother out? And so J.J. was supposed to score, and they blew a play dead on a fumble, I think it was. And he said, yeah, you got screwed. I got you. DM me your address. So now are the players getting too involved in what's going on with sports betting? Hey, let's face it, though. You know, players knew who was favored in the past before, you know, this explosion and everything with your sports app and and the legalized betting everywhere. Uh, But now, I don't know, maybe they need to be a little bit more guarded. What are your thoughts? So I guess just shout out to by far the the best person I've ever worked for, uh, Frank, uh, back in the day when I was uh, in the casinos and stuff, he did go on um, and move on with one of those major companies as well and was one of the key figures in the brick and motor expansion of a very large uh, sports betting company. And we had a lot of conversations about the growth of sports betting and what's happening and everything. So I just can't, uh, can't go any farther without showing some love to uh, one of my best friends, uh, Frank, uh, especially uh, professional and, uh, you know, just a personal uh great friend of mine. Um, and yeah, it is amazing. The growth of sports betting. I touched on it a second ago, Tony, I touched on it a second ago with the fact that it only used to be in Vegas and Vegas. If you wanted to bet the Vegas golden Knights, you got taxed for doing so because all the legal money was coming through Las Vegas. Now we have major sports betting meccas all over the entire country. For the most part, more States, I believe have sports betting that then don't have sports betting. That might not be a, a an ad, an authentic quote. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's accurate, but many places that have a form of gambling do have sports betting. And yeah, I mean, the players making comments like this, I mean, this goes back to fantasy football, I think where, you know, you get people chirping on social media. Hey, I just needed one more half point from you and I would have won my league or I would have won a huge DFS contest and, and all that stuff. Um, Last night's game, right. Uh, You have the Eagles, going for just a crazy hook and ladder and, you know, all the, the laterals and all that nonsense. Um, somewhere in that mix, Devontae Smith, a receiver for the Eagles, was involved in that, and I think he had a fumble. So imagine if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars riding on the outcome of that game and Devontae Smith is charged with a fumble and all that nonsense at the end, and you lose all that. You well, can go tweet Devontae yeah, I think that they had it. Somebody had a prop up that it was over 63 and a half yards, I think, for him. And when they threw that pass, he lost yardage. He was at 64 yards and he lost yardage on that play. I think it was a two or two and a half point swing, depending on <laughs> exactly how the scoring systems work out. And, you know, do the players need to be more guarded? Sure. I mean, JJ Watt saying I'm going to send you a thousand bucks. Does, I mean, that's just. Does I mean, that go too far? Seriously. I mean, will, you know, will the league step in? Will leagues step in to make oh, sure, God. you know, that there's more integrity in the game? Hey, 
If I yeah. lose a bet, no, you're, if no, I'm, I'm, out, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opening your comment. I'm not opening Roger Goodell in, when you say that. In, in the heat of the battle, if I'm really ticked off, I might be tweeting at someone now. If I lose my ten, twenty dollar parlay, for sure, I'm tweeting out at the player. Can you cover me? This was a bad beat. I mean, yeah, it's it's fair, and it's you know JJ Watt doing that. It's fun, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's fun, sure. and JJ Watt has not just now, everyone's going to be tweeting bets, at him for, but, for you know to cover sports bets though. Uh, JJ Watt famously is, has also helped many people in situations like that where no they doubt. just you know, and it's I, I can't cite specifically, but I know there's multiple things on social media where JJ Watt has helped and stuff like that. Now you can put this in the mix as well, and. Yeah, I mean, is the NFL maybe going to, uh, or or not just the NFL, but the uh, Arizona Cardinals might pull them aside and be like, no, just let's just let's just let's just not do that. Okay, yeah. okay. If someone on the Golden Knights puts in an empty netter that puts the game over, or hits the post, and I lose the bet because they hit the post on an empty netter, I am tweeting them out. Okay. And I want them to cover my $20 bet. Just make sure it's someone that has Twitter. They don't all have Twitter, Tony. They talk. Trust me, they do talk. And you can go collect for me in the, you know, in the locker room after the game. What was your tweet for, for William Carlson's uh, kid? What was the hashtag? <laughs> so they call him Wild Bill. Right. And I call him Child Bill, the baby. The baby's yeah. going to be Child Bill. Right, but you, you, gave, you gave the baby a hashtag already. Baby Bjorn. Baby, Baby Bjorn, Bjorn, that's right. Oh, that was fantastic. That was funny. I don't, I don't know how we go from <laughs> sports betting to a, a child being born, <laughs> folks, but that's what happens on Tuesday in segment two, I guess. Are you betting on the gender of the child? Ooh, uh, that would be fun. That'd be fun. I saw, so gender reveals are going to a new level. I actually, in in, in, a, in a crazy uh, rat hole, I was down on, on, on Facebook or Twitter or something, found some short video where it was, they did a backyard wrestling match. It was two men wrestling, one wearing a blue onesie, wherever those things are called, and and another one wearing a pink onesie. Whichever one got pinned, whichever one won the match was the gender reveal. So they were going up and back and, you know, <laughs> acting like they were going to pin. It was actually incredibly creative. So I do wonder uh, what, uh, what, what, what uh, WK71 no has up his has, has up his sleeve uh with the with the boys because i think they might might do a, something fun for that yeah it could be and they do have a very funny skit out with the new uh reverse retro jersey where carlson's in bed with his wife well this is where it all started and they have his his reverse retro jersey glowing coming up next yeah we need to get out of this one no, and you know what though? Oh, I, stay, I don't staying, really. Staying, uh... I don't. No, I don't spy. I don't spy on on people's uh, Instagrams, but I do follow his wife. Okay, and she I, follows you. She follows you. Call it what it is. I just remember her and her sister from when they were cocktail servers at Marquee because I used to always go in there. Okay, so anyway, so I do follow her, and I've commented on a few things, you know, very tastefully in the past and then i saw it yesterday and i just wanted to post it on lockdown vgk so all the fans knew coming up next man this show's out of control the fog rolled in rolled out our, our teams that are up against or exceeding the salary cap the top contenders in the national hockey league more after this on lockdown golden knights if you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off you'll want to listen right now 
as Lockdown VGK listeners can order the number one Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. What I like most and Chris likes most about Simply Safe's advanced technology, whether it is controlling your system from your phone with the app, which is really cool, uh, watching the crystal clear HD live stream with your security cameras, the wide variety of high tech sensors, all of that. And Simply Safe was recently named once again the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third consecutive year. A 24 7 professional monitoring service. It costs less than a dollar a day. It's less than half of the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. And with the top rated Simply Safe app, stay in the complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm a lock for a guest, access your camera, or you can adjust the system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. 50% off of any new Simply Safe system. And all you have to do is go to simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And Chris, we're going to run out of time today because we went into we're good. gender reveals and sports betting and paying people back for bad beats and all that. Uh, so you did some research yesterday, and you know what? The graphic that you sent me, the magnifying glass wasn't working yesterday. I, I mean, the, could that print get any smaller? Okay, so let's go into teams that are up against the salary cap or exceeding the salary cap and where they stand currently in the NHL races. So what's interesting, I saw Cap Friendly put this out there last week. Um, two teams made some LTIR moves. I'm kind of looking at the side of my phone right now, my magnifying glass here. But... <laughs> 18 of the 32 NHL clubs are currently utilized. And this is through last night, if anything's changed from yesterday to today, whatever. But this is yes from yesterday, about 3 p.m. local time. 18 of the 32 NHL clubs are utilizing LTIR to exceed the upper limit of the salary cap. So now the correlation we're trying to make is, is that an advantage? What top performing teams are out there right now. So of the 18 teams that are out there, as far as rankings through yesterday, six of the top 10 league leader points NHL teams are above the salary cap. So some variance right there, but like you have the first place Bruins, the second place Golden Knights, the third, the third place surprise New Jersey Devils, the fourth place Los Angeles Kings, just to get the top four, all exceeding the upper limit. Even the Seattle Kraken in season number two, coming in ninth place, are exceeding the upper limit. So Seattle clearly doing it right in learning how things really work in the NHL. The other interesting thing is are the team that is are the teams not in the top 10 that might end up being in the top 10. Colorado Avalanche, as of yesterday, 13th overall in points. Uh Pittsburgh Penguins usually find a way to, to get there. They're currently 22nd overall in points. Uh Tampa Bay Lightning, 14th overall in points. Edmonton Oilers, 12th overall in points. So, you know, does does spending money equate to victories? I'm I don't know if we're gonna go that far necessarily, but you know, there's all these weird nuances to the rules. There's all these strange, um, 
sub rules and you send players up, you send them down, you do these things with the LTIR. Basically, and I'm not saying that these teams are cheating. I'm not saying that I'm definitely not saying the Vegas Golden Knights are, are, are cheating or anything like that. But if you're not cheating, you're not trying, folks. And they do give you all sorts of rules. And the the more I remember when I was writing promotions and rules when I ran poker rooms. There, it's always an argument. Compliance always wants all these rules. And you start with the rule book this thick, it gets this thick, this thick, this thick. And my argument for the longest time was the more rules you put in, the more time people, and I'm, I'm citing the poker community right now, the more time there are people in the poker community, some maybe less than desirable individuals are discussing ways around these rules to use these rules you are writing against you. That's what's happening in the NHL right now with the LTIR and salary caps and everything. There are people that are financially compensated to know the ins and outs of the book, uh, not the same person that we pay to know of getting to Donoff's no trade list, of course, but there are other people that are compensated on NHL teams to know the ins and outs of LTIR and the salary cap and things like that. So, you know, it's, um, it's an interesting read kind of going through which teams are exceeding it and, yeah, you got to use all the rules to spend as much money as you can, a la Shea Weber retiring a Vegas Golden Knight. That's true. And the only players that have uh, been injured this season have been on LTIR or IR for Laurent Brossois, and that's it. And so, knock on wood, it's been a very healthy uh, start for the VGK. Let's get into some keys to tonight's game, the VGK against the San Jose Shark. Uh, Sharks, and, you know, I'm going to start first. I I put down uh, don't get caught up. Of course, uh, a lot of shenanigans happen in games like this with the Sharks, so don't get caught up there. Uh, shoot over the left shoulder of Jeff, of Jeff, of James Reimer. James Reimer. Whatever, Jeff, James. It's close. I was close. Left shoulder. Okay, that's what uh, Dallas did to score. It's uh, two goals or three goals in that game, and that's when I just watched highlights of that. It's like, okay, that's his soft spot. And then, of course, uh, second period points. Six to five, I've got VGK winning. There's always a lot of open ice. Bad. Is it going to be bad ice tonight? I, I, I hope so. I, I, yeah, I, I should settle. That. Six five VGK is my prediction. Go ahead. Um, as far as your... keys go, I definitely a 60-minute <laughs> effort, first and foremost. 60-minute efforts win the special teams battle on both mm. sides and score first. Score first tonight. I think uh, you got to get the crowd on your side right away. Um, I'm looking for a four to one victory tonight. I think VGK, this is the get right opportunity. And I do feel uh, in the post game presser, Cassidy will, uh, will certainly be, uh, be thrilled for the effort from the team uh, tonight, folks, I'll be spending some time ice level during a pregame. I want to do some ISO cams on players during warmups. I think you're going to find nice. it interesting. Some of the habits of these individuals I've talked about sometimes on the show and I've mentioned it on social, some of the goofy things I've watched. So, where, where can we find uh, that, later. Chris? Where can we find that? It'll be right here. That'll be, uh, the, I'll, we'll make sure to tag our Twitter handle at Locked on Vegas Golden Knights now, not Locked on VGK any longer. Okay. And uh, over under, I've got uh, Eric Carlson for about 40 minutes tonight. That's I'll take the over. Okay. Thanks for making Locked on VGK your first listen today and each and every day. Make sure your second listen is Game to Game NHL. And you can find Chris filing his reports each and every night. Tomorrow we will have a recap of VGK versus San Jose. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.